Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company, all right? We're a movement of everyday folks like you and me who are letting beauty break through the noise so it can transform our culture from the inside out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? You know, it's not quite Easter yet, but depending on when you're listening to this, happy Easter. It's Holy Week for sure. And, you know, what a strange Easter we are all going to have. You know, uh, this is not exactly the one that any of us dreamt up. I'm hopeful that many of you are at least surrounded by family, maybe a few close friends if you've got housemates. You know, even while practicing the norms of social distancing, you can still celebrate because this is obviously an incredible, incredible holiday. And I mean that quite literally. It's a holy day. And, you know, this is so much of the conversation that unfolds today with Dr. Ryan Hanning. He's one of our regular contributors on the podcast. He's also one of our longest standing Love Good patrons since we began all the way back in 2013. And we talked today very much about the difference between vacation and holiday, leisure and loafing, you know, spending our free time well and allowing it to truly restore us and make us more human versus using free time to escape reality and perhaps really lessening so much of who we are, or even just decreasing our our capacity for beauty and for meaning and for life, right? All the things that we really long for. So here's what's crazy. This conversation, Dr. Ryan Hanning and I, we must have recorded four months ago, maybe even five months ago. The timing of it just feels epic because we're we're three, maybe four weeks into the quarantine, this kind of global shutdown, depending on where you live, particularly in the United States. It, it could be almost a month now that you've been living at home, perhaps uncertain where the next paycheck is even going to come from, and at the very least, finding yourself with a lot of free time and not a lot to do. I mean, that's what's crazy. I mean, you think back to World War II or any other huge moments where the whole world was mobilized towards a common enemy. You know, right now, we're sort of immobilized towards a common enemy. We're we're stuck. The, The best thing we can do to fight this virus is to be still. And with that stillness does come free time. And with free time comes an opportunity for leisure. So if you're still wondering how in the heck to spend your free time well, this is the episode for you. I'll be back in just a moment with Dr. Ryan Hanning. But for now, enjoy this beautiful song called Give It Up from Michelle Mandico off of her 2015 EP, Half Captive.
Well, yes. Ryan, I have to say this is a little bit against my sanguine nature yeah. and right on point with my choleric, but what are you drinking right yeah, now? That's right. I'm drinking a refreshing cup of iced Southern pecan. <laughs> and we actually debated about whether it's pecan or pecan. Yeah, what do you think? I'm pecan. And yeah, so no, are you. I but was we've been too, corrected. but I was corrected forcefully. Yikes. Forcefully. Here in Nashville, which, you know. Is it a Southern thing? I don't know if a person, but in the South, if if they're willing to confront you about anything, because usually they're just so sweet, it's pretty serious. That's a good point. You got to be convicted. Yeah. So I say pecan now because the the wrath of that person who I bought the pie from, I don't want to face again. Dang. Well. (laughs) And I'm the same one, so I don't like conflict. (laughs) Here's the thing. There's really one take home right now and that you are drinking the best coffee on planet Earth. No, it, are you not? Yeah, so I told you. <laughs> so right? good. So, so I took it with me to Poland. That was the gift I gave to people. And then Tom Peterson, good friend, amazing guy. We've been talking about him a lot today. The guy who did Catholics Come Home and just does just, just, just cool work. He works with not only Catholics, but with other people too, just to really, just to help people make the faith front and center of, yeah. of what they what they do and who they are. So he's good friends with Rick Warren, all these guys. Anyways, he does not drink coffee, but he drinks this. Yeah, he does. So he's all about that. That's so great news. For those who have no idea how to get your hands on Love Good Coffee, you have to be a patron at $50 a month or more for that to be included a, in your seasonal package. <laughs> it is a steal. Look at this guy. He's you one of our high-level patrons. You didn't, you didn't pay you know? me to say that. Well, I it's didn't. the only thing that's left, mm. too, because the kids take everything. Yeah, yeah. Marisol always says there's one bad thing about that coffee. It's once you're done with it, it's so hard to go back to crap coffee. Yeah, you know it is. It's so hard. But you're drinking it cold. I'm drinking it warm. I've got my mug. I've got my shirt. We're a little over the top right now. Yeah, you know, you can feel self-serving. Uh, yeah, but it's so good. <laughs> so, it's so good. <laughs> it's okay. I'm yeah. curious, man. So you obviously know how to think deeply. You know how oh. to invite people into what we call the art of being human. I'm still what figuring you, it out too. What though. do you do for fun? And this is yeah. fun, and that's the problem: is you and I have fun doing yeah. things that we also find ways to sort of like build into our lifestyle and even mm-hmm. our like way of making a living. You know, but yeah. but if if all the bets were off and there were no limitations, and you had a perfect, I see where you're going too. <laughs> well, maybe not eight day holiday. Okay, eight day. Holiday. You can go vacation with your family anywhere in the world, and you can have some level of things that only you and your wife do, and maybe only things that you do, things that everybody does does, does. <laughs> together. Whoa, verbs! I get it's like right. maybe I'm nervous because I'm in the presence no, of I such a scholar. So. I think it's just how good this coffee is. <laughs> It's all down to the coffee. So, yeah. What's okay. your ideal form of fun? Yeah. So I, I would <sighs> think, yo, any any real fun, and this I'm I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna geek out a little bit first. Any real fun should contribute to who I am. Mm. Right. It should contribute to my I being. I knew you were gonna say something. Yeah. Not like just that. my doing. Right. So my <laughs> my my inclination would be like, yeah, those are great experiences. Like a good friend who's a really top notch philosopher too, Deacon Daniel Keating. Yeah, he talks about this and and like. Yeah, the, the joke is, is that you know, if you do stuff just for the picture, it, you know, it's, it's probably it's probably not a good reason to do it. What's the word for that again, people? Yeah. Kitch. Yeah, kitch. I learned that word about a year yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, so, but if, now if you do it because you want to genuinely share with someone, that's one thing. But if you're doing it just for the, like, in other words, if you can't enjoy the experience, like I, I had this happen to me. I went to a concert where I'm loving it, but people are filming it. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But stop trying to capture the experience. Enter into at, it. At the expense of not having the experience. <laughs> so true. Anyhow, so for, for me, <laughs> for fun has to contribute to who I am. So I think as a father and as a husband, eight day retreat would be something like the children and you I. You even just said retreat. Yeah. Where the rest of the world's on vacation no, in Maui no, right no. now, you're no, on retreat. Retreat, retreat. This guy. And it would have to be something that really contributed 
to our like <laughs> vocation as a family. It's like like a mission trip, like yeah. a real one. Not like not like poverty tourism, not like where we go and we feel good because we've done something. Yeah. But like a real thing, like where like, I could see like because then you're talking about like a you know something like an engineer, something where like each of my kids' gifts would contribute towards some whole. Right, like, I yeah. can really envision like where, like whatever we're doing, Annie would be using her skill set, and you know, Nathaniel would be using her his. Isabel would be like cooking up and baking because she's like amazing at at baking things and, and yeah. cooking, and you know, and, and my twins would be. So I think it would be a, a type of experience where we were all able to be together in a way that actually was contributing to our flourishing. Dang. So it'd probably look a lot like camping mm. or a lot like homesteading. It was just Your life. pretty much what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got, you got to be rooted. Our, 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 yeah, our homesteading is just really an excuse just to, uh, just to be on retreat. Now but, you might already know where I'm taking this, yeah. but like this word vacation, for example, does have an interesting root or at least an interesting verb, which mm -hmm. is vacate. Right. To get away Very from. different from the kind of British idea of holiday, which right. is really- Festivity. Holy day and yeah. festivity. Another good example of this is, you know, I don't really know that I've ever understood this idea of a past time, but I, I don't think there's something negative at work there. Right. It's just for me, the best way of spending free time is usually kind of going outside of time, right. not just passing it. Mm -hmm. Because that does imply that there's something yeah, passive about it. Yeah, yeah not, it's not exactly really engaged. Right. Yeah, and at the same time, I can get really a little bit too intense. I've been called out mm -hmm. for this, right? If you're too intentional about everything, then maybe there's not enough room for right. spontaneity. Ironically, I love spontaneity. So all of this is sort of interesting to think about, and I'm sure different for everybody, yeah. given their temperament, given their personality, given their inclinations, even their state of life, right? Right. But the question I have is is how do we live true leisure? It's a yeah. word that we talk about. It's a word that for most people just means like um, in England, it's a recreation center. Right. It's where you go to work out, a leisure center. Yep. Here in America, what do we think of when we hear the word leisure? Probably loafing, you know, sort yeah. of like the lazing about, yep. sort of, but leisure is a philosophical idea. And, yeah, and in some cultures it actually means vice too. Really? Yeah, I was just, I was well, out, I, I traveled through Amsterdam. So it yeah, can be so, very negative. Yeah. yeah, it can be negative. Yeah. Interesting. So I mostly think it means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for you and people like Joseph Pieper, I would never have any concept of leisure, much yeah. less a positive one worth pursuing. So let's dive in because the way you just described, not a family vacation, but a retreat yeah. because you're holy and awesome. And that's just what you do. I mean, I'm literally in Maui right now. I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> hey, or Maui's I'm, fine. Or I'm skiing the Alps. That could be good you know too. I mean? Yeah. You know. My insurance is not that good for all, all kids skiing the Alps. So we're just not going to do <laughs> well, that. That's true. And yeah. just that's expensive. Practical reality. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there's something that we can all recognize different from entertainment, mm. mindless amusement, yeah. escapism, vegging out yep. and how in the end exhausted we feel yep. and not recreated and, and renewed. Yeah. And then leisure, which sometimes takes us by surprise because we're walking through yeah. a park or we're sitting down to have coffee with a friend yep. or we're reading a book that cultivates our imagination. Yeah. So I, I can answer the question really, really easily. And, and it's, it, it's back to language. We don't use hyphens enough in the English language. <laughs> we don't. We use hyphens to fragment words that we want to fit onto a page. We don't use it to actually articulate or emphasize the roots of words. So recreation, recreation is really recreation. Just like remembrance is not cognitive, it's re-membrance. It's actually remembering yourself, oh, recommitting wow. to a community or an idea. Whoa. Well, so, so leisure is most like recreation if we want to look at what it's like. It's, it's, it's not like vacation. It's not getting away from. It's not escaping. 
it's not even retreating. Real leisure is more like recreation. It's about, so let me also start with a statement from Joseph Pieper. He says that we work for the sake of leisure. We don't leisure for the sake of work. Yeah. We don't vacate so that we can go and be refreshed so we can enter back into work. No, we actually work so we get the things done that are essential so that we have freedom just to be who we are. I heard you say that three years ago, it changed my life. Yeah, I'm not it, even kidding. It blows your mind. So, and so he, and he asked the question, he says, let's consider this for a moment. You know, so in his book, Leisure is the Basis of Culture, which I love Joseph Pieper's a philosopher because he just titles his book with what he wants to say, right? I'm wondering so, if it's here. So Leisure, the Basis right of Culture, seven cardinal virtues, or the four cardinal virtues, Beautiful books from Joseph Pieper, great German uh, philosopher of top notch. But you know, he walks through this and says, look, so if if we work, let me, let me go backwards. If we leisure for the sake of work, that means that leisure is, is secondary to work, that leisure then is subservient to work. And so in other words, leisure is just for the purpose of work. But he says, look, we're, we're humans made just for work. Now work's the central aspect of what we do, but we weren't made just for work, right? We were actually made for leisure. A real being is not from what we do, but from the product of what we do that allow us to be. So for instance, mm-hmm. wow. think of the kitchen. We're cooking the meal, but the purpose of cooking is for what? What's the purpose of all that work? To eat it. It's actually the leisure of sitting down oh, yeah. and eating leisure, and being right. together, right? No, leisure, but it is. So, <laughs> to so, eat it. Right? No, so, <laughs> so, I'm so pragmatic, yeah. man. <laughs> well, but, but think of that for a moment, though. This actually goes back to it. So is there a difference between a Thanksgiving meal and eating a meal at McDonald's? Absolutely. Yeah. Because one is pragmatic in the outcome, and the kitchen looks very different. Yeah. So the kitchen at Good McDonald's call. is an industrial work, where the kitchen at home is very different. In fact, the kitchen was just recently called a kitchen. It was always called a hearth before. It was the heart of the That's house. A better word. It's way better. It's where oh. the fire was it's where the warmth was it's where my my italian family all the good conversation happens in the kitchen it cracks oh, me up yeah so but yeah the, the idea though is that that work is actually attuned you do these things to contribute to your ability to be who you are yeah. it goes back to that proper order right you you mm. are who you are and those are that 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 informs what you do because you want to be able to be who you are so so work is about those things that you have to do in order to be so you work in order to leisure and it's just so opposite. We we you know we work forty hours a week and then we stop for the weekend so that we're refreshed to go back. So here's here's how I like to think about it, and I think it's the best way to think about it. It's the way that resonated most with me. I had a teacher over at Arizona State University, a phenomenal anthropologist. I originally started studying anthropology, and I did both cultural anthropology and then forensic anthropology, which is like virology and looking at you know ancient diseases. It was cool, and then I decided that I wasn't smart enough for that, so I'd go in the humanities. <laughs> but one of my professors there said. Just let's do a thought experiment. Imagine that you were an anthropologist coming back to 2000, this was 1998 or something, coming back to 1998, and just based off of the advertisements you saw, what would you tell about our culture? (laughs) It's a really interesting experiment, right? And it's like walk through. And what you realize is that actually, yeah, leisure, what you aspire to most, those things that you make room for, those things that your work actually is oriented towards allowing you to do, actually speak to what you believe most. Mm. And so you can actually learn a lot about what a culture, right? What a, what a culture being sort of the, the subset of ideas that animate a particular people group. There's a better definitions, but that would be one. You know, leisure is about exactly all the things that we do for the purpose of being who we are. Yeah. So Joseph Pieper says, you know, true leisure looks like festivity. We'll be back in just a moment with Dr. Ryan Hanning. 
All right, beautiful people. Uh, you are the very first to hear an announcement that I have been hinting at now for about a week, okay? All over social media last week and certainly in our you know, weekly emails, I made a big hint that about now I'd be making one of the biggest announcements I've ever made. Well, okay, let me set this up real quick. Many of you took part in Let Beauty Speak. It was a three-night live-streamed mission here in the Love Good studio in Nashville, Tennessee. It was really an amazing opportunity for all of us to reclaim hope amidst our present crisis. Well, guess what? Over a thousand people participated in that first night and then over 1,600 tuned in at some point over those three nights. And it blew us away. The feedback, the encouragement, and really the joy that came out of these nights was so palpable. So after sitting with that for a few days, frankly, probably about a week and a half, we made a really big decision, which is what I'm announcing right here, right now on the Love Good Podcast, which is that Let Beauty Speak is not only going to just remain in our memories as an incredible three-night mission back in March when the crazy coronavirus was taking over the world. No, it's about to become a weekly event. Yes, beginning April 16th, that's Easter Thursday, 7 p.m. Central, LetBeautySpeak.com is the place to be. We'll be continuing this journey, not through salvation history like we did during the mission, but rather through the 12 principles of what we call the art of being human. It's gonna be an amazing opportunity to gather your family, even in the quarantining reality of your home, to gather your loved ones and to, in essence, be on retreat every Thursday, at least until the world goes back to normal. Go to letbeautyspeak.com, get signed up if you're not already and spread the word because every time that you share this with five people, we'll be able to track that and send you a free t-shirt, a water bottle. All those details can be found at letbeautyspeak.com and you are the first to hear about it. So well done. You're awesome. Cannot wait. Again, all the details, letbeautyspeak.com. And let's talk about festivity because yeah. is that I feel like we're going too deep too fast. No, it's good. It's we have the benefit of coffee. It's they true. don't. Well, oh, they might. They might. They might be patrons drinking something for Hopefully, they do. And actually, if you don't, joinlovegood.com is where you want to be right now. <laughs> You'll get a thing of coffee within days, it is, maybe hours. I mean, we're not Amazon, but we're trying. It's saying something that the quality of our podcast is dependent upon the quality <laughs> of the coffee. I'm not sure that speaks highly to us, but anyways, here's yeah. the thing: like festivity is leisure together, leisure in community. Is that yep, right? Yep. Leisure in community is festive. And it's something that seems to happen pretty naturally around here because yeah. we're hosting a lot of live music yep. in the house. We do love a good community meal every single Thursday night. All the apprentices get together here in Nashville and, you know, someone's on rotation as chef. Yeah. Trust me, it's never me. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be Kraft mac and cheese every time, you know? But there's something beautiful about the work that goes into the meal and then so much more than just the appetites yeah. that are satisfied, but the, you know, the true, yeah, leisure, fraternity, community, mm -hmm. friendship that's built around that, you know, it always leads to something kind of ridiculous like a card game. And we actually 
didn't throw out the TV like John Sr. suggested, yeah. but we did put it in a closet so that we have to be intentional in pulling oh, it out to mm -hmm. watch a movie or to whatever watch a... Uh, yeah. I like watching presidential debates. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I like watching the bad lip reading of oh, presidential debates. That's, yeah, that's also bad. Usually has more substance. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because I think a lot of it has to do with the intentional use of our free time, but it's a yeah. reordering of a lot of things. Like for me, the way that you described mm -hmm. Leisure a few years back changed how I work. Right, yeah. And it does actually give me further impetus to work more efficiently and effectively so that I can get on to the, the yeah, better It's things. not an excuse not to work. It's, right. it's an excuse. So if we understand properly, even pre-fall, we worked in the garden. Like totally. think of that for a moment. Yeah. Like Adam and Eve tilled the soil. Genesis 2.15 is clear. They're called to, even the words in Hebrew that, that talk about to, to guard and protect, refer to tilling and, yeah. and bringing to fruition. One of the great rabbis of the 13th century, you know, in the Talmud says that God created the world incomplete with the intention that man would bring it to its fruition. How mm. beautiful is that, right? We're, so we're made to work, but that work is not, doesn't define who we are. Yeah, but if we think that tilling the soil means dominion. No, yeah, no. You know, it's, it's, that's a very different kind of yeah, it's, life it's, that you live. It's you know? participation, not domination. That's right. Yeah. And so all of that work then is for the purpose to free us up to be who we are. And so authentic leisure leaves you refreshed. Authentic right. leisure leaves you recreated. Typically when <laughs> I go on vacation, I come back exhausted because yeah. I have to now re-enter into work. So true. That's not really the, the intention of leisure. So practically, what does it look like? It, it means doing things and using the time that you're not working and actually building up who you are mm. and the relationships that matter most in your life. So let's get brass tacks with yeah. it. It's, it's conversations with people that you love, you know, the continued sort of development of a friendship, mm -hmm. family relationships, one-on-one, yep. -on -one, in groups, whatever that looks like. It's certainly like books. I mean, I hate yeah. to be a total nerd here, but like Absolutely. That, there's nothing more leisurely to me than a book and a glass of scotch yeah. or a book and a cup of coffee. I and, could just, my, those are my favorite moments. And those are all the horizontal axes, right? Yeah. So those are really important on a human dimension. Is skiing leisure? Ski, skiing. Well, it depends on how you do it. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a entering into reality. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, yeah. it's an adventure. That's sort of for me and surfing. I'm not very good at it, but like, you know, I just, I, I love that. That for me is it, but there's, that, that's part of actually not the horizontal. Right. So the horizontal is about relationships. It's about spending time with people and authentic time. Not the purpose is not to get anything done. Again, you're, not, right. you're trying to do an authentic encounter. We're not trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be together. Think yeah, of the word we use. Yeah. We don't say I do together, right? We be together. We are together. Just mm -hmm. something about that intersection of relationality that's so key. That's not focused on a project other than building each other up. Yeah. That and then also vicariously through books, even through proper entertainment through movies, through storytelling, mm. all of that. But that's all the horizontal, very important. And I would say for the most part, our society gets a lot of that right, mm. but they overemphasize the horizontal. Actually, the truest forms of leisure are the vertical. Cool. Both proper leisure with the ground, with the nature, just being outside, getting your hands in the dirt. I mean, so there's really good psychologists, really good secular psychologists that say the best thing they have found for therapy for people who have anxiety and depression is gardening. Wow. Now, it's not because you you necessarily grow your own food. It might be that. It's because something about the interaction with na nature. Wendell Berry says it best. He says, there's no subjectivist farmers. Mm. Right? There's no farmer that, that, that sows an acorn and curses the oak tree. Mm -hmm. right? There's just a reality about it. You enter into it. And then the highest form of leaders actually worship. Right? So if you think of our English language does a good job at this. Work and worship have the same old English root. Yeah. Right. And the same thing in Hebrew. Oved is both to work and to worship, which is cool. If you read Exodus and, and Moses goes and says, we want them to come for seven days and work, not for you, 
But for the Lord, it's because it's the same root. Mm. It means worship. Yeah. So the highest form of leader is actually worship, mm. which is amazing to think. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I go to church, I actually leave pretty refreshed. Oh, if I know yeah. that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. If I go to church to like get something pragmatic out of it, I might get something. That's great. But if I go there to really enter in mm. to being just for an hour out of 168 hours a week for one hour just to being with God, yeah. man, I leave refreshed. I like how you said that, to enter into being. Yeah. And quite literally the source of all being, being. like capital B yep. being is exactly what's happening. Yeah. You know, wherever there's right worship. So that is really cool. And I think, you know, in my life, this has not exactly been intuitive down through the years because only a year ago that I cancel my Netflix subscription, you know, only freedom. It's, it's crazy. But only two years ago that I start plugging my phone in to a very different part of the house than where I yep. sleep at night, you know? probably only 10 to 12 years ago that I start really reading in a way that felt like an encounter with God, that felt like an entering into reality versus just sort of an escaping into a great story or something. Like it felt like it was making me more human. And then really it was probably around that same time that people became an encounter with God and not sort of this opportunity to I don't know, advance a career or- Well, yeah, think about all the other second best we fall for. I mean, it's like even like the nature, like, you know, modern agriculture very often now is no longer called agriculture, it's agribusiness because it's not about about being in a relationship. It's about commoditizing natural goods and resources. So think about how different it is to enter into the land, to be in relationship, right relationship, so you can take out of the land some of its, you know, fecundity for your own benefit, Mm -hmm. you know, some of its growth. And you participate, till the soil, plant a seed, nourish it, right? And you participate with it. Same thing with a person. But if you objectify that, or you're just sort of like trying to, 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 you know, bacon, Francis, you know, he actually says, you know, nature has hidden its fecundity from us. We must rape it out of her. Yeah. That, that domination, right? Very different than just actually entering into. So I leisure. Really you weren't talking about bacon, bacon for a second oh, there. Oh, sorry. And I got excited. No, I just dropped it because, you know, about 17 and a half minutes, people are getting a little tired. So if I just say the word bacon. I mean, I was right there. I was salivating. Yeah, I was like, I know. oh, he's about to quote a Well, you can't explain <laughs> how Kevin, you know, Kevin Bacon is, it's gotta be his name. I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah. But it's gotta be part of his name. It's Anyways, true. So, but yeah. Frank, I've heard I've heard that quote. That's yeah. intense. Isn't it intense? So that, but that position, looking at the world, looking at leisure, there's it's an impossibility to have leisure if that's your view of the world. In mm-hmm. fact, your view then of people is what can I get out of this relationship? Right. Your view of God is what can I get from God? Or a fear-based, what do I have to do not to be punished by God? Very different from entering in. So I'd say leisure is what allows you to actually enter in. Doesn't have a pragmatic purpose other than the most practical thing, which is to make you more of who you are. Yeah. So beautiful words of, of U.S. Peeper. He says that anywhere you find authentic festivity, celebrating nature, you find something like a liberation there. Yeah. A real sense of freedom. Mm. And so we don't have to over philosophize leisure other than to say that leisure is when a human is fully who they are means that they've already provided and used a contribution of their gifts to others and themselves to provide for their sustenance so they can just be. We're the only, something else from what, we're the only animal in the entire kingdom of animals that God created that when we're at rest, when we have everything provided for, we don't stop. Think mm. of that for a moment. Mm. An animal that has all of its nutritive values met and all of its other values met, what, do they, what does it do? It sleeps. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we don't. We're made point. for leisure. 
Yeah. We're not made just to sleep. We're not made to vacate. We're not made to go on vacation, though that might be a necessary thing to get away. Yeah. We're made for leisure. We work for the purpose of being able to be. Mm. And we don't think that way. And yeah. so I think for a lot of us, the practical reality of entering into leisure is really taking the moment to say, what do I really value most? What are those things that contribute most to my being who God made me to be and helping me fulfill my vocation as a husband yeah. or a wife or as a single person, as religious or whatever it might be? And, and really sort of ask yourself that question. So you should leave whatever you do for leisure more refreshed. I love this. You should leave less anxious. You should leave more prepared to enter into the relationships, even the work that's required of you because your leisure left you refreshed, not exhausted. Mm -hmm. Because your leisure wasn't for the purpose of anything else than to be. And that flies in the face of 400 years of philosophy that tells us, no, what we are is what we do. Ah. That's right. And this really is at the heart of what we mean by the love good standard when we think about music and books and art, that it would leave us more human, that it right. would leave us recreated, that it would leave us, in a sense, more peaceful and and ready to enter in to all of life's joys and challenges. Yep. And Ryan, as always, these conversations definitely convict and give me courage yeah. that it's possible and that all of us are struggling along the way, right? To, yep. to, to live these principles of what it really means to be human, including leisure, which kind of has this way of trickling yeah, it's all hard the way through. Yep. You yeah, know? It's, it's hard to, to encapsulate leisure. It really yeah. does sort of permeate. But I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is, is that we have to constantly reorient ourselves to this way of thinking, which mm -hmm. I'm still learning how to do. That's right. This stuff I'm just discovering too. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's not as if this is a, a complete thought. This is something that we're inheriting from really smart people who have gone before us who yeah. are pointing this out in beautiful ways that we have to rethink how we engage this world so we can be in proper relationship with it. Yeah. And the beauty is when we're in proper relationship with this world and proper relationship with each other and proper relationship with God, it all just works. That's right. I mean, in a, in a really compelling way that doesn't require escaping. Yeah. That doesn't require fixing. It just requires entering in and being, mm. but in a true sense of who we are, creating the image of likeness of God, called to participate with them to our full flourishing. It's awesome. Very different model than just buying, you know, more stuff on Amazon. There's no doubt in my mind that all of us are trying to be a part of that creative minority every day. So thanks for the continued encouragement and just the accompaniment by way of your thoughts and your own lived experience. Ryan, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you in about a month. Yeah, awesome. More coffee. More <laughs> coffee. Joinlovegood.com. If you want to be loved, then just run right into our Father's arms. Our Father's arms. Our Father's arms Little child don't cry Everything will be Just like it never happened Try to be patient You'll be fine These things they take A little time You're listening to Little Child Don't Cry off of the 2010 full-length debut from Kevin Hyder called The Salzburg Revolution. Wow, what a providential and beautiful conversation to have today with, with Dr. Ryan Hanning. Again, to, to really understand this role that leisure plays in our lives and the way that it, it's meant to make us who we are. You know, 
Right now, we're all probably realizing we have more free time than ever. So what does it look like to embrace true leisure and quarantine and isolation? And obviously, this is a conversation that we must continually have with each other, with our family, certainly with our friends as well. And, you know, wherever you find yourself out there, you're, you're probably not able to even get to church on Sunday, Easter Sunday. I mean, this is sort of a big moment to realize that, wow, we're not going to even be able to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus in community, but we can certainly celebrate it as families, certainly through the, the, the mystery of prayer and even the miracle of technology, we can come together in all these beautiful ways to remember that all of our hope is ultimately found in God and his conquering of death once and for all 2000 years ago. So from Lovegood, from our little family and community of patrons, young people and artists across the world, we say to you, happy Easter. Hope you have an amazing, amazing start to this springtime. And just know that next week, I'm gonna be sitting down with Marisol Alisea, who's of course my colleague here at Love Good, also a very dear friend and somebody who really loves music, books, art, and of course movies as well, which many of us are trying to navigate right now with the Love Good standard. With all this free time, how do we really hone in on media that we know is going to really nourish our soul, lift us up, and be an occasion for true leisure. So tune in next week with Marisol. Again, happy Easter. We'll see you sooner than later. Peace. Massive thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. If you like this week's episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, share it on social media, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then join us on the front lines of building a better culture by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Our patrons get all kinds of incredible exclusive content, such as a weekly long-form video of the podcast, a monthly live stream house concert with our artists, and a seasonal package that will raise your standard for music, books, and art forever. Thanks again for tuning in. It's an honor to accompany you as you change the world.